Welcome to Bible. I'm Mr. Swindoll. This episode is on John 13. We're entering the last night of Jesus' pre-crucifixion life. The feast of the Passover was coming, and Jesus knew there was something different about this Passover. This Passover would be the Passover to end all Passovers. The Passover of the ages. What exactly is the Passover, though? Well, if you go back to the book of Exodus, God's people were enslaved in a foreign land, Egypt. And the wicked ruler, Pharaoh, ruled over the Hebrews with a fist of iron and a heart of stone toward God. God had crushed the apparent glory and authority of the Pharaoh with plague after plague, nine plagues in. And after nine plagues, the hour had come for one last plague, the death of the firstborn. But God provided salvation from this final plague. God had warned of a coming ultimate destruction, but Pharaoh would not change his mind. The book of Exodus goes so far as to say that the Lord himself hardens Pharaoh's heart in the process. It was the plan all along to crush the nation, the ruler, and the false gods of Egypt, so that all the earth would know that Yahweh is the one true God. His glory and His name would reach to the ends of the earth after this. Now remember that. This was the plan all along to secure God's glory and the salvation of those covered in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, John 13 starts by saying, Jesus knew His hour had come. The hour of glory. So God says in Exodus 12 to Moses and Aaron, I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And on all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood... I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. The Lord passed over anyone that was covered by the blood of the Lamb. This was Israel's passage to a new world. After 400 years in Egypt, Israel was going to pass through the waters to the promised land. Egypt was all the world they even knew, but now they were being sent to a new world a new life because of the blood of the Lamb. But Pharaoh would fight until the bitter end of this saga. After Israel had left, he said, let's chase them down. They're stranded in the wilderness. They're trapped. Exodus 14 says, the Egyptians pursued and went in after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, his horsemen. And in the morning watch, the Lord in the pillar of fire and of cloud looked down on the Egyptian forces and threw the Egyptian forces into a panic, clogging their chariot wheels so that they drove heavily. And the Egyptians said, Let's flee from before Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. And then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the sea returned to its normal course when the morning appeared. 
As the Egyptians fled into it, the Lord threw the Egyptians into the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen. Of all the host of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea, not one of them remained. But the people of Israel walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. Thus, the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Close quote. Everyone passes through the waters of judgment in this story, but only one group makes it out alive. The rest are destroyed. It's at this moment that I want to make a connection to our text for today. In this life, we all pass through judgment. Will we be destroyed? Or will we be saved? John 13.1 says, Now therefore, the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that an hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Just like Yahweh saving his people through the waters of death, Jesus loves his own in the world to the end. His love and mercy transcend death itself. So our text in John also involves water. Jesus is going to wash the disciples' feet. And I want to point out some interesting things said by Jesus. Before that, allow me to point out to you that all of the disciples, including Judas Iscariot, the one who would betray Jesus, left their feet washed. John 13, verse 2 says, During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Look at what Jesus says. What I'm doing, you do not understand now. But afterward, you will understand. If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For Jesus knew who was to betray him. That's why he said, not all of you are clean. I'm not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen. But the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I'm telling you this now, before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe I am. Now water means a lot of things here. The imagery is a bit complex, but here's what I think is going on with the imagery. Let me map it out. Well, for one, it involves purification. That's why Jesus keeps talking about being clean. The water images purification, cleansing. But if we take into account the story of the parted sea from Exodus, you can see that it also means salvation and judgment. It was Israel's salvation and Egypt's judgment 
simultaneously. The reason why the disciples need cleansing in the first place is because of God's judgment of us that is already over us. And what is his judgment? Jesus tells us in John 3, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his work should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may clearly be seen that his works have been carried out in God. I've quoted that section many times on this podcast, but it does deserve to be repeated. It gives us a clear picture of Jesus' view of humanity. We are all dirty with sin. We all enter this world in darkness. That's what Jesus has been telling us since the beginning of the book of John. We all need to be washed by Jesus. Will you resist his mercy like Pharaoh, like Judas? Will you rush into the dark waters, trusting in your own strength, rejecting the word of the Lord's servant? I've got news for you. It's tough to swim when your heart is made of stone. Will you wait for the Lord to show you the way through the waters of death and purification? Let him wash over you. Not for death, but purification from sins. God is not the God who helps those who help themselves. God is the God who helps those who can't help themselves. God is not the one who accepts those who wash themselves clean. God is the one who washes those who cannot wash themselves clean. It took Peter some time to understand this. Listen to how he processes it. Verse 6. Jesus came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I'm doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. So Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. (laughs) That should be our prayer. Lord, you say that only you can make me clean? Only you can bring this relationship to restoration? I believe you. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord, remember me when you enter your kingdom. Wash me thoroughly from all my iniquity. And I know that I shall be white as snow. You will not be swallowed up in the waters of judgment. Jesus was swallowed up by death for us. Not only that, but Jesus was also raised from death to life. If you trust in Jesus, if you receive the Son whom God has sent, his servant, death and judgment are not your end. You will pass from death to life. That's all for this week. Ciao. Bendiciones.